Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. We've got a short week here. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro, and the Novacare Complex is bustling. Eagles, of course, big win on Sunday over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 7-0 right now, and there's just no time to relax. Quick turnaround on the way to Houston on Wednesday, game Thursday night in Houston against the 1-5 Texans. 1-5-1 Texans, to be exact. Got a good one for you here today. Uh, we're going to take a look at the Texans, of course. First look at a team that's, you know, I mean, how many players can you name on the Houston Texans? What a turnaround for that franchise over the course of these last couple of seasons. We're also going to have our extra point as for Jalen Hurts, a very special Thursday night. And if you don't know why, we'll tell you in just a moment. But first, a little visit with a player who I think probably was underrated for a while in his career. I don't think that's the case anymore. TJ Edwards has been terrific for Philadelphia, leading this Eagles defense, one that has 16 takeaways, one that racked up six quarterback sacks on Sunday in the win over Pittsburgh. One that is getting better and better and better. So, somebody I haven't visited with for uh, quite a while here. Looking forward to the conversation in studio with Eagles linebacker TJ Edwards. Welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast, Terrence Joseph. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How you are like you going? that, right? Yeah, like, man, like, I, like I would forget that TJ is Terrence yeah, Joseph. I forgot I told you that. How but, many uh, people in the world call you that? Uh, my mom, uh, when I'm in trouble, and then uh, that's about it. To be no honest, no coaches ever say Terrence Joseph. Nah, nah, that's a, no right for that yet. Uh, uh, yeah, well, that's good because <laughs> we, we good all know thing. you as TJ. Thing, yeah. Hey, I, you know, you said to me before the season that you um, you believe that you're one of the best linebackers in the league, and seven games in, I mean, I, I don't know if you believe in numbers, but let's talk, let's take a look at these. This is great stuff. Um, four games with double-digit tackles, including the last two. You've tied already a career high in sacks <clears throat> and passes defensed. Two quarterback sacks, five passes defensed. Uh, career records, uh, career marks already in quarterback pressures, quarterback hits. 97% of the snaps. TJ, you're playing great football. Um, do, do, you, do you feel it? Um, yeah. And, and honestly, you know, uh, I remember talking to you and was that OTAs? We kind of yeah. went over that stuff right and, before the June break. Yeah. Um, and those are, you know, definitely goals that, that I have and things like that. Um, and I think all those things will come with, with just playing good defense within our scheme and, um, you know, with how things are going and, and how the whole defense in general has been playing, um, all those things are coming and I'm just, I'm so focused on week in and week out, what we're doing, what, what we've done wrong to fix it and what we've done well to, to keep, keep it going. And, um, you know, all those stats and stuff are, are cool and, and all that, but, um, to be, to be a good player in this league, a great player in this league, you have to be consistent and doing it every week. And that's, that's definitely what I strive to do. Do you look at numbers? Do you, do you, do you get at the stat sheet after a game and look at how many tackles? No, nah, I'm, I'm good. Um, you know, I look at the win and loss for sure. And, um, you know, going in the next day, our coach has those things labeled. And, um, you, you know, for me, and I think in linebackers in general, we look more at the plays kind of that we didn't make, the plays that, um, you know, we had opportunities to make and we, we couldn't do it. And I think that's the exciting part is because, you know, there's always room for growth and there's always room to, to be better. And, um, you know, I think which is how Kazir and I are playing right now, working off each other. It's, uh, it's been really good. That, that has been one of the keys that, that all of these new pieces coming in here, everybody's worked together to get everybody on the same page. Yeah. I'm not sure people really understand how difficult that is. It, it takes a lot of work, doesn't it? 
Yeah. And you know, it's like anything, um, you know, meeting a, meeting a new coworker and, um, just, just building that chemistry from, from day one. And, um, but I think just the, the way this place is wired and the way that, um, you know, coach Sirianni kind of has us all fitting in together is just getting to know one another. And we do that so often. There's not a time where you go back in that, in that locker room and guys aren't playing ping pong or pool or, um, just hanging out. And I think that goes a long way. I think it's helped us, you know, kind of be able to mesh as well as we have. Yeah, but the the coworker thing, like we're not racing to get to the uh, <laughs> yeah. printer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, with, the, right. with another group, it, things are happening on the other line, uh, other side of the line of scrimmage, yeah. TJ. That are that are really fast. What with you and and Kaiser, for example, you know, what kind of stuff have you done to really make sure that your communication is tight? That you're that you're really that you know each other, like your your left hand, right hand guys. Yeah, um, honestly, I think it all started in OTAs and. Um, just, just the way he kind of sees the game. I think we see it similar and, um, you know, he's a guy who's played a lot of, a lot of football, a lot of football at a high level. You know, he started a bunch of games. He's, um, playing some big time games and, um, having a guy next to me who's confident in what he's doing and, and also can help me out at times as well. And I think there's not a, there's not a snap that goes by where we're not talking to each other on what we're seeing or, or what potentially could happen or, um, kind of where we need to get to, to make sure that, um, we can, we can get the play handled. And I think that that just goes a long way, you know, having someone out there that, that, sees the game the same and and also is hungry to make plays because it, it pushes me as well from 2021 you, you know everything changes with the addition of Hassan Reddick and yeah. Kaiser and free agency and Jordan Davis and and uh, Nicobe in the draft and yeah. then uh and Kyron in the draft too because he's going to be a fine young player here mm-hmm. um uh, getting Bradbury after the draft get, bringing in CJ now uh Robert Quinn um did you feel going into Detroit that this could be a really special defense you know, I think you look on on paper, and it's it definitely it looks really good. Um, and I think you know, one, we're still trying to you know put it together today in terms of playing a complete game. But you could feel how bad everyone wants to be great. And I think the the one thing that I take away from this group is the the selflessness of um, you know every game. It feels like someone else is making the big plays, or um, you know someone else is giving us a spark. And I think that's big. You know, there's there's not a guy on our defense, really on our team, that doesn't want to see another person do well. And um, when you have a bunch of a group of guys like that, especially kind of in the business that we're in, I think that's pretty rare. So um, I think that's been a big a testament to, you know, just the character of the, of the guys in the locker room and, and how we all, you know, just love the game of football. And we want to win. That's first and foremost. And we know that if we're all on the same page with all the players that we got, we can we can be really good. To that end, I get this question a lot from fans. Explain what it's like in the building. 2020, for example, really tough season. Everybody, you know, wants to win. It just didn't fall the Eagles' way. Now you're seven and zero. Do you feel a difference one season to another season, or do you kind of keep everything as much the same mentally in your brain as you can? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a, there'll be a time, you know, when it's all said and done that I might look back and, and do some reflecting and stuff like that, but. Um, honestly, ever since Sirianni got here, you felt him just kind of implement his his foundation of what he thinks you know the team's core beliefs are, and um, you know just kind of how we want the operation of the the building to go. And um, you know you see it in the year two; he's been the same guy, and I think that helps us a lot just in terms of guys buying in, and um, especially most of us are year two in this system. So just understanding how this building works, how this place works, how the how the city works, and um, knowing that if we do what we need to do, if we, you know, honestly just continue our process of day in and day out, not focusing on the, the big things. And, you know, obviously we want all those goals and stuff, but we're not going to get there without um, doing what we need to do on the daily. So that helps a lot. Is it easy to get lost as a player if you don't feel that way? 
Uh, I, I would say so. I would think if you know you're you're too busy worried about you know your contract or um, the big know, picture. Yeah, you're just not gonna you're not gonna attain those things you want to because you're just there's too many things to focus on and um, too many variables that go into it. So. Uh, and, and our linebacker coach, Nick Rouse, does a good job of that, of just trying to block out all those, that outside noise and just making sure that we're doing our job and um, making the plays that come to us and we're prepared. And, um, you know, I think that's helped us a lot. What's particularly interesting about the numbers that I read off at the top here <clears throat> is your play in the backfield, also a lot of tackles for loss. You're, you're, in, you're playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage. It seems a lot more this year. Is that true and why? Yeah. Um, Has your role changed? Are they bringing you more? What's going on? I think at times, you know, there's definitely a little bit more pressure uh, and things like that, some opportunities to get after the quarterback. Um, but honestly, just the confidence in the scheme and the confidence in, in myself and what I'm doing. And, you know, last year I think was big for me just because, um, you know, everyone thinks that, you know, you can play at this league and um, be, a, be a starter and, and do all that. And, you know, for me, I got I to gotta see myself do it first. And I felt I got a little taste of that last year. And it gave me the confidence going into this year that, that knowing that I can play at a high level level um, in this league and um, you know I think that's helped me just kind of jumpstart that this year and, and continue to try to be a leader every single day and um, I think that that goes a long way too. TJ it's 1 30 on Tuesday <laughs> uh, Sunday was you know less than 48 hours ago I mean yeah. heck 48 hours ago you were early in the first quarter uh, against the Steelers and then <clears throat> we're, we got a game here in, on Thursday night so t describe how your body feels right now. Uh, I mean, I, if I'm going to be brutally honest, not the best, uh, but I think, you like know. Sore, like sore? Yeah, a little your sore. Your legs, like what part yeah. of your body hurts? Just a little sore. You know, the the that was a really physical game we just played. And, um, you know, coming in, I, we all, honestly, our strength staff did a great job of just getting us on our recovery routine early. You know, we were getting. On the bikes getting, we saw in the yeah, locker room. Yeah, you saw massages. the bikes. You saw massages, the cold tubs, all that. So you saw, I mean, it was probably 100% of the team was in there doing recovery uh, right after the game to jumpstart us. And that helps a lot. Um, but I think honestly, you know, by tomorrow, I think guys will be feeling great, ready to go. And it's a true test of, of staying in our process, you know, because the game just happened and now we get to go after another opponent. And I think that's really exciting to, to get put to another test. By Thursday night, is it just another game? Yeah. I mean, it's it's the next week. You know, I think we're, we're excited about kind of where um, what we've been building off of week in and week out. And I think you can feel that momentum and, and stuff like that. We just don't want to slow that down. We want to keep keep building on the things we're doing well, like I said earlier, and correct the things that we haven't and um, go out there and just be us and, and just play a, play a complete game, you know, play off each other, offense, defense, special teams. And I think, you know, we're excited for this challenge. One five and one Houston Texans, young team, second year quarterback, rookie running back, rookie offensive lineman. And what are you seeing from that team? Uh, and they are struggling, but certainly – They've played pretty good football at some points yeah. this season. Yeah, honestly, I think um, you know, it's, a, it's a really good offense that we're going up against, and I think their running back runs as hard as anyone in the NFL, and you, you see him bouncing off tackles every single game, you know, when you put on the tape, and I think their quarterback's been building confidence, making um, good reads as games go on, and I think their, their O-line is nasty. I think they play the little chip on their shoulder, and um, so it's going to take everything we got, our best game, for sure, to beat this team, and um, we're excited, you know, get back on the road, just us on that plane and um, get down there and go make it happen. What will you be doing during the day? Like what what does T.J. Edwards do during, I don't know, you wake up, wait, give, give me give me what you do from the time you wake up, what time you wake up, and then through when you leave for the game. I'm curious. Yeah, night games are always different. You know, it's, it feels like a lot of waiting around. Um, but I'll wake up, you know, probably eight or nine, go have some breakfast, uh, especially on a night game, we have a little more downtime. Um, if my family's in town, I always like to see my family. Uh, I always like to, 
you know, just say hi to them. Make sure, Will make they sure be this week? Yeah, they'll be there. Great. Uh, my brother's uh, live lives in Texas, oh, so that's he's awesome. got some people there. Parents will be in town. Oh, you'll be fired up. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. We'll we'll have a bunch of Edwards in the in the stands. So um, go see them for a little bit, and then uh, I'm just hanging out. You know, I'm watching some some film, making sure I'm up on everything I need to be, getting off my feet, and um, kind of getting in that mindset a little bit. You don't you don't worry like laying around gets you too. Tired? Nah. Lazy? No, nah, not me. Um, I think, you know, we, we, we do some walkthroughs, some type stuff during the day anyway. So we'll be up moving, you know, going through some calls and things like that. And then um, I, I kind of just got to get in that mode, have a couple cups of coffee, you know, kind of relax. And then uh, it's time to go. I'll be excited. How does it feel being the hunted team? <laughs> yeah. You're getting everybody's best shot. Yep. Yep. And I, I, honestly, I feel like since, since, you know, this is year four for me here, I feel like we always get everyone's best shot. I don't think that's ever changed. Um, and I think, you know, one, that, that whole process thing stays true. You know, I, we're not, we're not too worried about that. We do know that we have to play our best game every single week to win because we're going to get our, the, the other team's best shot. And I think that's exciting, you know, because you really get to see where you're at. And, um, I know we got the guys to do it for sure. And last one, TJ, does anybody, anybody talk about being undefeated? No, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we're, we're excited for the next week and then the next practice and the next meeting and, um, you know, obviously we want to win every game. That's the goal um, in the NFL. And I think anyone's lying if they didn't say that. But we know that how good these teams in this league are. And, you know, if that's, you know, one of those things we want to do, we, we got to understand how good we have to be, too. And um, there's definitely everyone in that locker room is up for that challenge. So we're excited, man. We're excited to get down there on Thursday and really get going. And the, and the Edwards family will be in the house. In the house, pretty And I always see like a, a sign up into the stands. Do you have some planned at all? Is there like <laughs> no, a, we got is there like an Edwards crest family we crest? We got nothing just... going on. But uh, I can, for some reason, I'll always find them during the game. And um, I know there'll always be some type of critique from my dad after. <laughs> so um, that that has never changed. Very cool. Thanks, TJ. Yeah, thanks for having thanks me, Thanks for Dave. joining me. Yep. All right, now we want to get a little feel for what the Texans are all about. It's a team that, you know, not too long ago, Everybody thought was on the rise. Good young quarterback in Deshaun Watson. That has changed a whole lot in the last couple of seasons. And now the Texans, after their loss to Tennessee on Sunday, a 17-10 loss in which they gave up more than 300 yards on the ground, 1-5-1, hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. National television, Thursday night at NRG Stadium. It's time for our first look. Glad to be joined now by John Harris sideline reporter and analyst for the Houston Texans. Uh, John, thank you so much for joining me here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. We are cramming on the Houston Texans, so <laughs> I'm not sure if there's a ton of familiarity on uh, on this team from Eagles fans, so I'm here with you to kind of educate the fans on what this Texans team is all about. I know you're coming off a tough loss on Sunday. I know it's been a tough season. What has gone on? in this start for the Houston Texans from your perspective. Tell me about a football team that lost 17 to 10 to Tennessee on Sunday and it comes into this game one five and one. Yeah, it's a team right now that's really struggling, Dave, against the run. Really struggling. And obviously with the Eagles, the way the Eagles run the football, there's there's some fear that Thursday night against the run is going to be very, very difficult because of the diverse nature with which Philadelphia can run the ball. Uh, and how they go about doing it. And in getting ready for the Jaguars, watching the Eagles and seeing how they use formations, how they use the width of the field to spread the Jaguars out and then run inside, that's going to be a real problem for us. We're not a big football team um, at all, and we've lost our best uh, defensive uh, interior player, Malik Collins. 
who played for the Cowboys for a few years. And maybe that probably about the only player I can think of that we have that it has some familiarity. I guess Steven Nelson uh, plays for us also. Uh, he's done very well for the Texans this year. Uh, this is a really, it's a young football team. It's a team that, uh, you know, went through the Deshaun Watson years. Things had to change, obviously. And it's in the midst of that change. It's like the, the, uh, revolving, you know, the globe is revolving. It's just going way too slowly right now. So it's a team that really struggles against the run. We have found some young players that are going to make this team going forward formidable uh, in Damian Pierce, a running back, Derek Stingley at corner, uh, Kenyon Green at left guard. There have been some rookies that have really stepped in and, and really stepped to the forefront and made a lot of plays for this team. Um, but Sunday was a real unfortunate situation uh, and an indication of what Philadelphia could do to us. The fact that Derrick Henry, who we have struggled stopping, just did whatever he wanted to against a light, uh, a light football team that can run, but just really can't stand up against really good offensive lines and really good running games right now. Uh, and we can't really throw the football effectively, at least we did the other day. We did against the Raiders in Las Vegas, but Davis Mills has had his, his moments up and down. Usually at NRG Stadium, he's been pretty good. On the road, has been a struggle. Uh, but these past two weeks, he was the other way around. He played very well at Las Vegas. Uh, and then yesterday against the Titans, he was just completely lost for much of the game. So those things have got to turn around in a short amount of time. And of course, they facing the Eagles at seven and zero. I don't know that there's enough time, uh, manpower uh, to be able to do that against the Eagles. You know, John, it, every team goes through a rebuild. Uh, it, it certainly seems that in Houston, some of that tumult was a, a lot more than other teams have really had to go through with the Deshaun Watson situation. Then you have David Culley as your head coach and you change him out after a year. I mean, it certainly sets a franchise back. Did you see this happening You know, two years ago, for example, different trajectory with this football team, right? Like the, the Texans were kind of a team coming with some young pieces, including a quarterback. Absolutely. And I think that was one of the things, Dave, that was sort of frustrating. I remember I, I was a little leery when walking off the field, when we blew a 24 to nothing lead to the chiefs in the divisional round, the 2019 season, uh, early in January, 2020, I remember just having this, just really this pit in my stomach. Like, you know, we had a great win against Buffalo in the playoff round before come back from behind Deshaun has a really great play and man, we're going to turn this thing around. We lose to the chiefs and it was the way that we lost to the chiefs and just some of the things, that I kind of knew behind the scenes, like, man, this is going to be a struggle, really going to be tough. So how do we go about doing this? Well, then we traded DeAndre Hopkins. I think that was kind of the first moment where you went, oh, boy, this could be changing quickly. Uh, and then, obviously, Deshaun asking for a trade and everything that went on legally around Deshaun. I think we had sort of this catharsis in some sense when Deshaun was traded. Like, okay, we can, we're now – uh, we're now, I don't know, free, I guess is the right word to, to really rebuild this the way that we can going forward. We just haven't gotten there yet. I think we need more young players to come in. Uh, but I think we're headed in the right direction. It's just games like yesterday kind of slow that down. And especially in front of the fans here in Houston that want this thing turned around sooner than later. Um, it, it just doesn't help things. And I think one of the things, and I find it ironic that the, the Astros are playing the Phillies. Uh, in that a lot of people in our building look over at the Astros and think back to uh, 2011, 12, 13, 14 even, the Astros would get 1,000 people at their games. Nobody wanted to see a 100-loss you know, team. And now the Astros, other than the sign stealing, which is a different story altogether, 
the Astros are thought to be the organization everybody wants to emulate. Look at what they've done. Their farm system is tremendous. They've got high-level players. Everybody wants to, you know, sort of emulate the Astros in some sense. And for the Texans, we're sort of wanting to emulate that. We, hey, we had two, three rough years. We can get it turned around and then establish ourselves going forward on a long-term basis. And I think that's kind of the goal. And we're maybe year one, one and a half into that. So hopefully we can get where we want to go uh, and do it. But I don't think that's going to happen by Thursday night. But I do think it will happen at some point. I think there are some really nice pieces here. I think there are some good pieces in the front office for sure. And Lovey Smith has been around and coached some really good football. So we'll see if we can get turned around. We just right now, the manpower is not where it needs to be to be able to compete with a team uh, on the level of Philadelphia. Good uh, draft, uh, great production. It looks, it appears certainly. Uh, and and Damian Pierce has like grown up really quickly and is somebody who has been very successful in his rookie season. What kind of running back is he? What kind of challenge to the Eagles defense will he be? It's interesting because when we went out to Las Vegas and we we're studying Josh Jacobs, and I, I've seen Jacobs many, many times, but watching him after watching Damian Pierce, it was like, whoa, they're twins. You know, that's that Spider-Man meme where Spider-Man is pointing at Spider-Man as if to say, hey, you're the same as me. We're the same thing. Well, that's kind of Josh Jacobs and, and Damian Pierce. They run hard. They are violent. Uh, they break tackles if you don't come with everything you've got. Uh, he's got great vision. He can fit in a number of schemes. He's got speed to get to the outside. The Titans did a great job in slowing him down on the inside. Uh, and that was really – uh, the best thing that could happen for the Titans because they got a couple of runs to the outside, but they really didn't give him anything on the inside. Uh, they took every, they took all of that away, and our interior really struggled with the interior of the Titans. But Damian has done everything you could want out of a fourth round pick. I mean, you think, what do you want from a fourth round pick, man? I hope we get some special teams. Uh, if he plays offense, maybe he can contribute second half of the year. Damian Pierce started game one, and every single game he's gotten better. Uh, he is a character off the field. I mean, in a good way. He is funny. He is from Georgia, and he is a Southerner to a T. And I tell a story about Damian at the Combine. There were only about three of about 38 running backs that ended up doing the bench press. Well, he was one of them. And I was there, and I was kind of watching. I couldn't see totally. So I looked at the monitor. I'm like, what the heck? He was wearing Uggs slides. He didn't even have his actual workout shoes <laughs> on. He had Uggs slippers on his feet, and he did 24 reps. Uh, of 225, which shows you his strength. Uh, and then we asked him about it. He's like, yeah, I would have done a lot more. And I <laughs> worn my shoes. And I just, it just, he's funny. Uh, he's great to be around. And he's definitely a great building block for this organization going forward. We, just need, we need a lot more like him. Well, I mean, again, on the depth chart, and I mean, we haven't seen a ton of Texans, but Bingley, your first pick, number three overall, is a starter. Second uh, first round pick, Kenyon Green, 15 overall, is a starter. Uh, second round, 37 overall, Jalen Petre. How, is that how you pronounce it? Petrie, yeah, Petrie, like okay, a Petri so, dish. Hang on. Uh, second round, number 37 all, overall, Jalen Petrie is a starter. I mean, that is a really great kind of foundational block. You know? So I get, I get it from your standpoint. Like, you, uh, you kind of got to take your lumps now to build for the future. That's the way everyone's and – and Christian Harris also is a starter. But is, is, is that how you're looking at it? Is that how the team is looking at this? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Dave, I feel like that sort of youth movement, if you want to go with that title, that youth movement I think would have happened or at least started to happen in 2021 
had they been able to move Deshaun in 2021 as, as he wanted to. Um, but obviously legal situation got complicated. It had to wait till 2022. Uh, and then you started seeing the youth movement. I think this draft is going to be the foundation piece going forward. You just mentioned all those guys and, you know, you talk about starters. I mean, those guys have made impactful plays. I mean, Kenyon Green is better than any guard we've brought in here in the last decade. Um, when we lost Brandon Brooks and he signed in with the Philadelphia Eagles, that's the, the last best guard we had. Um, and that was back in 2016. And before that, there were a few guys that were that were good, but not on Brandon's level. Kenyon is the best guard we've had. We've struggled on the interior without him. Uh, when he's in the lineup, it, it changes things. Now, he got to come up it's on Sunday going against Jeffrey Simmons, but there are a lot of guys that do that. But these guys have all contributed in big ways. They're not just guys that are thrown out there because they're young and, and, they're, and they're rookies and we want to have this youth movement. Those guys have gone out there and made a lot of plays. And I, I bet if you, you polled everybody in this building, in, in my building with the Texans, and said, hey, give me a list of your 10 best players, those four guys that you mentioned would probably be in that top 10. So it is truly a, a youth movement going on. And at some point, there's going to be enough youth added that you then can start bringing in a few veterans to complement what you have with the young guys. And now you got something going. Uh, and hopefully uh, that's going to happen sooner than later, but it's got to start somewhere. And I feel like it started with this 2022 draft for sure. Davis Mills, the quarterback, what will Eagles defense, Eagles defense prepare for? What will they see from Mills on Thursday night? Well, Dave, it's a $64 million question because there are times when Davis has been in this building at Energy Stadium and he lit up Bill Belichick as a rookie in his third start ever. He lit them up. I mean, he was tremendous. He threw three touchdowns that day, no interceptions, lit him up, um, went to Buffalo and couldn't throw a 10-yard pass. Um, played Tennessee at the end of the year last year in the second half. He threw three touchdowns. He looked like an all-pro quarterback. Uh, Sunday against Tennessee, he couldn't. Um, he just he was not on the same plane. He was not on the same level. He threw for 64 yards. I think we had 64 yards up until the last drive of the game where we scored on the last drive on a 90-yard drive, and that was it. So it, it's interesting, Dave, because I think your question is the same question that a lot of fans have here, and that is what are we going to see? Um, and he's you know, still a young quarterback. He's in his second year. Uh, he's just really hasn't found that consistent level. So my hope is after a tough game against Tennessee – that he'll bounce back and make better decisions and have a better game against Philadelphia. But obviously uh, that's a whole different animal to have to go against Philadelphia's defense as opposed to Las Vegas's defense, which he really, um, he, he had a great ball game against them. I mean, he found whatever he wanted. He ripped a couple of throws. We didn't even know he had that kind of arm strength. He was fantastic in that particular game, but it's got to be more consistent and hopefully he can start finding that level against Philly and then carry it through the rest of the year. If not, there's going to probably be a question about what the Texans are going to do at quarterback for the 2023 season and beyond if he doesn't respond over these last 10 games. Interesting. Hey, John, it's a short week. Who knows what will happen? I really, really appreciate the time. Uh, I'll see you uh, at NRG Stadium on Thursday night. Thank you so much for joining the Eagles Insider Podcast. Absolutely, Dave. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts is from the city of Houston. So today, in our extra point, we're going to focus on what it means for Hurts to play in his first game at NRG Stadium. It used to be called Reliance Stadium. Whatever. Hurts hung around the Texans as a kid, 
And as he said this week, it means a lot for him to be going back to Houston. He'll have friends and family in the stands. And yeah, this game's going to be a little special for Jalen Hurts. This is our extra point. Going back to Houston, it's should be fun. It's always been a dream of mine to play in NRG Reliant Stadium. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time in that city. My childhood, growing up growing up in Houston, going to watch the Texans play, being, being in the Texans facility as a kid, going to watch high school, you know, playoff games in that stadium um, and not having the opportunity to ever play in it. Um, so I have an opportunity this week, and I'm looking forward to playing back home. Be fun. So has it been different around the complex for Hertz? Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen says that is not the case. That's kind of never the case with number one. Hertz very focused on the task at hand. Nothing's changed. Uh, his preparation, uh, his focus, uh, he's always locked in. Uh, he's been awesome in meetings. Obviously, it's a big part of the preparation, like it is every week, but on a short week, especially the mental part of it, uh, being locked into the game plan and what we're trying to get accomplished, um, he'll be ready to go. That is our extra point as Hertz goes back home. Edwards has family there. You get the sense that there's going to be, as usual, a whole lot of Eagles flavor and fans in the stands on Thursday night. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this Eagles Insider podcast. We encourage you to drop us a review. We really would appreciate it. And I'll start reading some of these reviews on the air next week. So try to get it in. We really would love to hear what you think about our Eagles Insider podcast here presented by Lincoln Financial Group. There's a link in the details section of your podcast library. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Kira Mahoney and everybody for putting together the podcast. Ray Doyle, Eagles Media Relations Department as well for all the production. Everyone associated for getting this thing together in such a short period of time on a very, very hectic week for the Philadelphia Eagles. And of course, thanks to all of you for joining each and every episode. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. And I'll be back in the wee hours after the Eagles play the Texans on Thursday night. It's our instant reaction Eagles Insider Podcast. Thanks for joining everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly Eagles fly and go birds! E-A-T-L-E-S Eagles! Eagles fans, the midterm election is right around the corner. Now is the time to create your game plan to vote on November 8th. Text EAGLES to 26797 to register to vote and check your voter registration status. This year, voters will have the chance to elect officials to the U.S. House of Representatives, the U.S. Senate, and many local and state positions. You can vote in person, by mail, or at a secure ballot drop box. If you are registered to vote in Philadelphia County, you can drop off your ballot at Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday, November 6th, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Our democracy is only as strong as our commitment to participate in it. Go Birds! And go vote.